This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast with news, previews and interviews about the club we love the most and new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast. Uh, there's three of us with smiling faces at the minute. We weren't smiling quite so much yesterday, but we're smiling at the minute because this is actually a bit of a, a momentous episode for us. It's our 50th episode, or our 50th proper episode that we've done. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone who's, who's listened over the last 50 or so weeks. So right, let's get right into it. I've got three regular lads with me today. Starting off, Mr. Jamie Page, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Looking forward to uh, running the rule over what we think went wrong yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. And uh, also, Vic Singh, how are you, pal? Good evening, guys. I think it's my 50th appearance as well. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Testimonial. Yeah. I think it's more than me. <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, last but not least, Callum Bukov. How are you, pal? I'm good, thank you, mate. All gearing up for the Super Bowl tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew you'd get it in at some point, right? Yeah. Let's get let's get straight into it. Um, you can tell by the tone; it's not as excited as previous weeks. When you've hammered a team five nil, the atmosphere is brilliant in here. But when you've when you've just lost a horrible three two to a team that you don't really like too much, it's uh, yeah, not not the best feeling in the world. But we'll jump straight into it, Jamie. Uh, you know, everyone's seen the highlights. Everyone's seen the game. We really did suffer. Some terrible bad luck, didn't we? Some awful, awful bad luck. I mean, you look at the first two goals. Uh, the first one, the pass takes a massive deflection, just happens to fall to Zamvokes three yards from goal he scores. And then the second one, Lewis Wings shot, takes another massive deflection and goes into the bottom corner. We didn't have the best of days, did we, in terms of Lady Luck? 
No, and sometimes, you know, luck goes in your favour and sometimes it goes against you. And I think yesterday we got a, a couple of things, especially with some refereeing decisions as well. Um, a few things went against us. So, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and uh, and start blaming people, blaming Warren, blaming players. You know, it, it had to come to an end at some point. I didn't want it to happen yesterday because of obvious reasons. Um but yeah, I think it's a case of kind of dusting ourselves down and going again. If we win the next two, I think we'll still be in a good place. Um, <laughs> Callum's just turned the lights out. Um, so, so yeah, I don't. I'm not feeling too negative, to be honest. Um, it would have been nice to have gone there and got a result. Um, but yeah, you don't always get what you want, I suppose. I think we've been too uh, too sport over recent weeks to uh, yeah to get that. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say we've, you know, we've we've had so many games recently. I mean, we hadn't lost since October in the league, um, so to lose by a narrow margin, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, again, it's it's disappointing that it happens to be in this game of all the games, but you know, as you say, it had to come to an end eventually. But Vic, I mean, when you look at their goals, almost all of their goals they hit us on the break. Phil said in the preview in midweek that most of their goals come on the break. They absorb pressure. They use their pace, their power, their their willingness to get on the ball, to to get on the score sheet, and it worked for them, didn't it? Yeah, they did. They did a number on us yesterday. Their physical presence was something we just couldn't deal with throughout the whole ninety minutes. Um, really asserted themselves on us, and I think you could potentially say that's almost like a blueprint on how to beat us because we couldn't deal with it at all, um, no matter what we tried. Me personally, I think we probably lacked a third midfielder. Um, I probably would have liked to have seen Harvey White start just to allow Jason Knight and Conor Horan to play a bit more forward, really close the gaps in the middle because in the middle, we won nothing in the park. Um, I had the unfortunate pleasure of going yesterday uh, and enjoying all the, all the rubbish from the Wickham fans. But... Truth be told, I think they deserved the result in the end. Um, we just weren't at it. Uh, just a number of reasons, poor refereeing decisions, um, but their physical presence we couldn't deal with. Uh, and they got their three goals. And it, In the end, it was just a bit too much for us to do in the end. So never mind. The run had to come to an end and on to the next one now. Exactly. We've just got to take it, haven't we? Take it and move. Um, but yeah, like like you said, it's we didn't deal with it particularly well. And it's almost like you'd read the uh, the things that are coming up on screen. Because the next one is play a 4-3-3, get Harvey White in. And Callum, we've seen before when we've got McGoldrick and Collins up top, even in that Morecambe game, it took a moment of magic from McGoldrick to really open Morecambe up and, and that changed the game. I think it is difficult, isn't it, when you've got the two of them. Both of them are, are getting to the end of their careers and they can't sustain that work rate for 90 minutes every single week. So when they're up against a, a Wickham side that work really hard, it, it didn't work. So, you know, looking forward to the next two games, what formation would you like us to play? Would it be the 4-3-3? Yeah, a 4-3-3 or whether it's an adaptation of that and 4 2 3 one um and i just wouldn't use um mcgoldrick as that as that 10 or whip because obviously they then turn up into the two up top and that turns into the 4-4-2 then um i would bring in harvey white as vic was alluding to earlier and and have that kind of uh, pivot role that kind of max bird's been having um over the course of um what how many games that we went through unbeaten mm -hmm. with the, with the two of them in corner horam and, and a max bird 
Um, so when I look at that, I'd do exactly that and bring in Harvey White and then put in Jason Knight as the 10 and put my Goldrick up top. I'd probably that would then mean, obviously, James Collins, yes, he scored at the weekend, but, you know, um, someone's got to take the fall and not out the two of them who would have rather have up top, especially in the next two home games. I'd have Connor, uh, David McGoldrick. Yeah, yeah, me too, mate, me too. Um, and before we get on to the, the Collins and McGoldrick, who starts up front saga, um, Jamie, you know, looking at the, the team we played yesterday, we had obviously Hurahan and Knight, both of them fairly restricted. They're having to sit back whilst McGoldrick's in front of them. It's clearly not their game, is it? And having the likes of Max Bird behind them made a huge difference because it opens them up. It allows them to do the things that they want to do. Harvey White came on. I know obviously we conceded pretty much straight away, but his composure to set up Lewis Dobbins' goal was good and it's exactly what we've needed. So I, I guess I'll mirror the question that I asked Callum to you. Is that a change that you'd make? Yeah, definitely. I think we finally got that balance in the midfield and then Birds got injured, um, so we couldn't enjoy it for too long. Um, really impressed with the business to go out and get White as a direct replacement for Bird. Um, and want to see him start. I think it was difficult for Warren to drop anyone after the last result, and that's probably why we went unchanged. But what I was quite surprised to see was that he didn't put White on a little bit earlier. I think we all knew that we were lacking something in that middle. Um, potentially, after Collins equalised, you probably think, actually, we can't take Collins off now, for example, and I'm not going to take off McGoldrick. So... Um, maybe his hands were, were kind of forced a little bit there. But yeah, I, I definitely want to see why I, I agree with what you said, his composure in, to play in Dobbin. Um, you know, that, that's that Premier League quality that, that he's obviously got. So yeah, hopefully we can see that um, against Lincoln. Um, Lincoln previews coming out later. Um, and yeah, by all accounts, their, their, um, their fan that I spoke to is, is quite confident and thinks that they can cause us a few problems. So we, we're definitely going to have to be on our game to to get three points. Yeah, and uh, that's it, isn't it? Now we're at the business end of the season. Every single team is going to be thinking, right, I can get playoffs or right, I want to stay up. And unfortunately, we're a team that's very much in the spotlight. We're on an incredible run. Every team's going to want to beat us now. I know they want to beat us anyway, but now they want to beat us even more. So it, I wouldn't necessarily say it puts us under more pressure, but it certainly gives opposition teams more impetus to, to go at us and, yeah, if, if Wickham's performance is anything to go by, as as Vic said, it's a it's a blueprint to to get a result against us. If you can outwork us, you'll probably get a result. So, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult one. Um, and Vic, in the in the balance of fairness, as I've asked the other two, um, would you change to four three three? Um, based on yesterday, I think yeah, because we just didn't look our natural selves. We didn't play the football we know we can play. Um, we didn't impose ourselves on the game, um, and four four two doesn't really suit us, especially because it's restricting our midfield. Um, and Collins and McGoldrick, as good as they are, they just don't seem to click together. Um, so yeah, I'd revert back to the four three three. Have White play in the bird position, see how that goes. Um, and really, like like we said in previous podcasts, if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. Unfortunately, now we realise how big the Max Bird loss is. But we're fortunate enough to have the replacement in Harvey White, who I, I think is equally as good. Um, so hopefully he can slot straight in. We go back to the four three three, and let's try and get let's try and make another run. Let's try and start another run with Lincoln on Tuesday. 
Yeah, well, well, that's that's a big talking point, that Vic. Obviously, we're, we've got a game so soon after this. It's a brilliant opportunity to bounce back from what is, you know, it's a pretty devastating result. You saw on Twitter the the reaction wasn't great, to, to put it that way. It, you know, we didn't necessarily play well. Um, and a lot of players, I noticed, were getting singled out. I think it's pretty harsh to single players out when we've not lost in months. Um, and suddenly we lose one game and every player we have is terrible. I saw people calling for the likes of Craig Forsyth and, and people like that. And it's like, come on, like, you know, Conor Horahan again, suddenly uh, one of the the scapegoats again. It, it, it seems strange. Um, but a player that I guess maybe is a little bit of a scapegoat, maybe because David McGoldrick's been so good. Um, James Collins, is he's had a lot of criticism. He's not David McGoldrick, is he? I think that's his problem. He's, he's not as good as David McGoldrick. He doesn't trap the ball as well. And Callum, I think the thing that's frustrated me the most when watching him is he, he's not McGoldrick. He doesn't feed players through. He doesn't, you know, keep the ball in impossible situations. But he also never really seems to throw himself into the box. He's never really attacking that six-yard box. I know he did for one yesterday. But there's so many times where the ball goes into the box and he's nowhere to be seen. I mean... Don't you think it's weird that we've got a striker who's got such a good goal record across his career who just doesn't seem to want to get in the box? Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Um, I think when you look at um, him and David McGoldrick, um, they're just two totally different players um, in terms of the way they play um, and, and, and obviously in ability. Um, when you look at James Collins and what he brings, he doesn't stop from minute one to minute 90 and chasing the players down. David McGoldrick does not do that. And that's something that he doesn't offer. Do you get the quality and hold-up play that David McGoldrick offers? No, but it's it's like that thing where you use it against opposition where it's favourable to him. The, the defenders who have got less ability and will panic under the ball, I'd want James Collins on the pitch then because then that's when he gets the best out of his performance because that's when he goes and closes them down. And, and we've seen that in, in whether he actually puts the ball in the back of the net, it's it's started a, a counter press off where him and Jason Knight have, have gone and done the business. Um, when I look at his his output, though, this season, like he scored, what, is it 10 goals this season? 10 goals, um, yeah. So he's not out of form with people i think i saw on twitter someone put a really fair comment where um we we hail people like colin cousin richards under that uh, season a couple of years ago and he's nearly he hasn't got the goal record that james collins has but james collins seems to always find himself as the scapegoat so i think it is unfairly done by a little bit but when you look at the two of them together you're always going to compare him and david mcgoldrick and that's where he's always going to be that, like you said, that scapegoat, and it's just whether that doesn't really well, whether we see that puts him off his performance, or he actually just gets uh, just carries on. And if he, we get 15, 20 goals out of him, then I'll be happy. Well, we, we've seen from Paul Warren, haven't we, that James Collins definitely doesn't have social media, so I know he's <laughs> going to be having uh, no, no problems at all. He won't see any comments anyone makes. Um, but yeah, again, at the same time, you know, you want to support the players, you want to bring them up rather than try and pull them down. Um, I think Collins is in the unfortunate position where, because, you know, every team is only as strong as their weakest link. A lot of the time, with the quality that we've got in the team, he appears as the weakest link. He's the the player that, you know, he struggles on the ball. He's, he's not a great technical player. And we have a lot of great technical players. And I think that's to Collins' detriment sometimes. 
that he, he just can't do what players around him can do. But as you said, he finds the back of the net, doesn't he? And he, he keeps scoring goals and that's all you can ask. I mean, a lot's been said about McGoldrick's goal scoring. He's only scored one in the league away from home uh, and Collins has scored five or six. So, you know, I, I think it, obviously this is Warren's job, isn't it? He's got to understand how to balance these players, put these players together. Us idiots that chat on a Sunday night, some absolute rubbish to a few people on the internet. Uh, we know absolutely nothing. So, yeah, if, if Warren can fix it, I'm sure, and I'm sure he will. Um, I, I think he'll be a, a big player in the running. Um, and, and Jamie, I just wanted to ask you really quickly. Um, I was just thinking about the goal there. And I was thinking about... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, uh, Wickham's keeper. After Dobbin's goal, what on earth is he doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's grabbing the ball. You won't let players take the ball. And then someone pulls it out of his hands and then he goes and grabs it out of our players' hands and then throws himself on the floor, and then gets up and throws himself on the floor again. Aaron Cash is just stood next to him, like, I haven't even touched you. <laughs> Don't you think it's so weird? <laughs> like, some players are just so strange, aren't they? Yeah, well, that game, was there was always going to be drama, wasn't there? There's obviously been a lot that's happened off the pitch. I think the players are probably aware of that. So um, there's some heightened kind of, I suppose, anger and frustration in the crowd. So I think that kind of feeds onto the pitch, so you get that, that kind of... Um, you know, I suppose that that acting, that that kind of play acting. Um, I'd be embarrassed if that was Wildsmith. I think he'd go right down in my, you know, my mm. thoughts if he did anything like that. You don't like, you know, you don't like to see it. Um, I don't like to see it from from my players or when I'm watching neutral football or or opposition. So, yeah, normally what happens for me normally karma comes and you know it. it it means that we'd win that game, but unfortunately that didn't happen. So yeah, a little bit embarrassing. And yeah, like I say, I think there's, there's obviously um, no love lost between the fans. What I found quite funny is the Middlesbrough fans getting involved as well um, on social media after the game, even though, you know, they're, uh, they're doing well in, in the championship, they still uh, are bothered about Derby um, and everything that's kind of gone on. So, yeah, I think there's a, a weird little rivalry that will probably play out for the next couple of years between Wickham, Middlesbrough and, and Derby. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> You've got to have rivals somewhere. And at the moment, we're, we're two <laughs> leagues below our rivals. So, yeah, I, I don't mind that, to be honest. Well, Middlesbrough don't have any rivals, or, or at least the other teams that they supposedly have rivals with don't care about them. So I'm not surprised they're trying to uh, get involved with us. And yeah, when you wick them, it's the same as Burton, isn't it? It's Burton try and force a rivalry with Derby and Wickham are a similar sized club, really. So I'm not surprised, you know, a big club, they want to try and get under our skin and 
yeah, they successfully did. <laughs> but um, rent free is the phrase, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I someone, think, um, someone put. Uh, so I was involved in a thread that I didn't interact with, but someone actually put, uh, obviously, doctored their logo and put rent free wanderers. And then tweeted it to me. I was like, "What's go- what's going on here?" I've, I've had to stay off social media for like the last twenty four hours because there's some yeah some weird things going on. Yeah, all ten of their fans were yeah getting really oh, robbed. Up, so. But Vic, right? Let's talk about football for a minute. So Lewis Dobbin, right? We spoke about him last week. We spoke about him the week before. He since that Port Vale game, he's been really good, really really good. Um, and he scored a, another great goal. Um, obviously, shortly before their keeper was brutally murdered on the pitch, um, which you know was horrendous uh, for everyone watching. Um, but Dobbin's been in, in great form. He keeps making things happen. How impressed have you been with his performances recently, and especially yesterday? Very impressed with him. I think we're really starting to see the fruits of his labour now. I think he's a very much a very, very much a confidence player, um, and I think. He's finally been instilled with that confidence. Warren believes in him. The fans have started to get off his back because I think he was another scapegoat uh, prior to that Port Vale. Even when he came on at Port Vale, people were still blaming him and he goes and gets yeah, two assists. He missed that one one, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. And he's missed quite a few, but I think now we're starting to see the the, the fruits of his labour. He's really coming out of his shell as a player. He scored a great goal again yesterday. Uh, works hard. He doesn't seem to give up and he's really... He's become the attacking outlet that I think, like with Nathaniel Mendes Lang, I think Mendes Lang's form sort of dipped a bit. And I think Dobbin sort of picked that up. So if one wing is out of form, the other one seems to be in form. Um, we're starting to see Dobbin really shine through now. And long may that continue. Um, and you could even chuck a spanner in the works. You could even say if we do decide to play 4 4 2, why not chuck Dobbin up top as the two? Because I think we lack pace with Collins and McGoldrick up top. Um, and Dobbin has that pace, he's that direct straight up running he's always playing the last man shoulder, shoulder the last man so again we could explore that but yeah Dobbin's been really good and long may that continue I think Callum that's an interesting one that Vic's just put there um, I, I think Dobbin he exploits space really well doesn't he? he he sees space in front of him space around him and he always uses it and he drags defenders around into tight spots I, I don't know if I agree with Vic with putting Dobbin up front. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I think he'd just be too little. I think he'd just get booted about a bit. Um, and I like him out wide. I think he's doing a really good job there at the minute. Um, but Callum, I mean, Vic's made a really, really good point there that we don't have a lot of pace up front. Uh, do you think that's another another reason why players like, you know, Mendes Lang, Barquez and Dobbin, we always need those sorts of players on the pitch? Yeah, um, I think when I think we had there was a period of time, whether it was under Rossinho when Dobbin first came in, I think he did play a couple of games up top as in a two um, with mm. Collins. I think it was um, when McGoldrick was out with that uh, with, without the injury and stuff, um, and, and he did 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 a job. It, it did exactly what Vic said. It just provided a bit of pace because he he went off all the flick-ons that James Collins did, and it's something when we play and got Dave McGoldrick and Collins together that you just don't get that. Um, it's always generally um, McGoldrick coming in in short, and then obviously James Collins going in behind, um, and obviously he hasn't got the pace of Dobbin. So it would be something that I wouldn't be opposed to if, if, if because we do know that Paul Warren likes to up top um, on the whole, whether it's obviously in the formation we're going to persist with. 
um, then then we'll have to wait and see. But going back to your point about the three of them and, and in terms of the pace, yeah, I think the pace out wide is is the really the threat that we we have um, in terms of getting to the ball and getting crosses in. It's exactly what Paul Warren wants, and having three options that all possess. And obviously, if you if you look at Tony Springer as well, again, someone who's just got pace, uh, it, they provide all the same um, attributes that. We've really missed as I think the wingers that we've had over the last two three years have all had a bit of skill, but not really had a lot of pace. We had Tom Lawrence for a bit. That that Abuselli bloke known for being really slow. Well, it's right back on it at one point. You can't really call him a winger, can you? Um, but yeah, no, yeah. It, well, he's an exception. I know what you mean. Uh, I know what you mean. The yeah. majority, but yeah, in terms of the majority, that the, they've been really the playmakers, really, and and skill, and skill players rather than that typical old school winger get it down the line and put it in the box so yeah when you look at all three are they needed yes and they're all putting in with goals and assists and stuff so they're all in form yeah and as you say there last few years i was just thinking then when you were speaking we've had obviously tom lawrence who's not really that quick we had martin waggle on the wing which was a horrible experience we've had some (laughs) you know quite a few wide players that yeah they've not got pace they're not trying to bursting behinds they're not direct they've not got that skill that the likes of Barquez and Dobbin Mendes Lang have to beat a man and that's something we've we've massively missed isn't it as supporters it's it's that excitement factor and we've not had a lot of players that have really brought that excitement since then so or for, for a good few years now so yeah. yeah it's good and as Vic would say long may it continue um, but right just to finish off today then um, obviously it's not a massive amount to talk about it's just sad we lost uh, every episode we lose is <laughs> 10 times more miserable than if we win. Uh, we've got two games coming up over the next week. Uh, we've got Lincoln on Tuesday on Valentine's Day. Um, and then, of course, we've got Charlton on Saturday. Two huge games, Jamie. Um, two teams that I think are very, very beatable. Uh, I'd be surprised if we didn't get a result in both of them. In fact, I'd be devastated if we didn't get a result in both of them uh, in the position we're in. Uh, what are your thoughts towards the game as the uh, Lincoln expert? Yeah, well, I think um, we need to win both uh, to, to make amends, uh, for sure. I don't think it's going to be easy. However, I do think if we're going to have any chance of going up automatically or through the playoffs, we need to win all of our home games. I think we will bounce back providing that we do what we say we want to do here and put mm. White in midfield. I hope you're um, listening, Paul. Yeah, yeah he's, he's listening. <laughs> he's listening. Um, so, so, yeah, I would say if I had my hand on hand on my heart, I'd go for, for two wins. I don't think it's going to be plain sailing. There's probably going to be some twists and some turns. Um, and I think Paul's got some decisions to make about, you know, whether... He brings Sibley back in. He might do that. Whether he he plays um, Barky ahead of Mendes Lang, obviously the whole Collins. Um, yeah, I know. I said Barky, not Barkhusen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're all smiling at me, waiting for me to say it. Um, yeah, obviously the the Collins versus McGoldrick debate. So yeah, I think um, I think we can win both, but I I think there's going to be some twists. I do think there'll be some twists in in the tail. Mm. What do you think, Vic? I think Lincoln's a banana skin, if I'm being honest. I went to the away game and they did a number on us there as well. I mean, admittedly, it was probably our worst performance of the season um, at Lincoln away. Um, they're a good side. I think it's it's important not to underestimate them. 
because uh, they can get the ball on the deck, they can play football. Um, they will press us from the off because they did it since since Sinso Bank. So I'm expecting a similar sort of game. Uh, I just think we need to be at it from the off. Uh, I think we we generally we're slow starters, and it, we've seen that in the last few games. So I think we really need to be at it. It's um it's an important week for us, I think, because I think we need to bounce back, bounce back as soon as possible. Uh, like Jamie said, if you win your home games, um, you've got a chance in the playoffs, even with the top two. Um, unfortunately, the results went against us yesterday, but there's no better time to start a run like Tuesday. So let's go and go on another crazy 10, 15 game run again. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. <clears throat> oh, God, my voice is going. That's that's not a good sign. Uh, Callum, um, so just one really quick question to you, Callum, if you're there and not frozen on screen. Uh, and if, if Callum doesn't answer, Jamie, please jump in. Um, do you think that uh, it, if we do lose one of the next two games, do you think it puts us in a difficult position? Yes. Um, I think when you look at, um, I don't know, when you look at, oh no, just just if anyone's uh, listening, I've just gone through the matrix in terms of an internet <laughs> connection. Um, but uh, but yes, uh, just going back to your point. Um, no, I think it do, it would put us in a, a very awkward position because I think uh, in terms of games in hand, this is now our advantage. Um, and what we don't want to lose is to lose that. Um, so we want to maintain that advantage that we've got over the likes of Bolton and, and stuff. Um, so. I don't know. I think both wins are needed um, and, and we need to get two wins at home and maintain that home form. I think you're right, Callum. And uh, I think we just about understood that. Uh, we, we were just about there. You, you lagged your way to a, a complete sentence, which was good. Uh, right. To finish us off then, go on. Let's have really quick score predictions for both games. So Lincoln on Tuesday, Charlton on Saturday, Jamie Page, go for it. I'm going to go 2-1 against Lincoln. And I'm going to go 2-0 against Charlton. McGoldrick in the goals. And I would like to see a goal from either Harvey White or Tony Springett. Springett? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. Springett. You got it right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Vic? Well, I'm going to go with 2-1 against Lincoln. It's going to be quite a tight affair. I think we're going to get goals from Collins. And I think we'll get Barkey to score a goal as well. Charlton, I think, will be a 1-0 win. It's going to be close again. And I think we'll just nick it. Um, McGoldrick. Let's go with McGoldrick. Good stuff. Uh, if if you physically can speak, Callum, this is this is your moment. This, um, this is great listening for the listeners, I'm sure. Uh, Callum is currently frozen on screen for context. He's just <laughs> staring into the abyss. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give mine. I think uh, Lincoln will be a, a tight 1-0. I think we know that it's, it's going to be a difficult game. Uh, I think it's going to be Mendes-Lang that will be the difference in that one. And then Charlton, again, I, I don't think Charlton are an amazing side. I think we'll, we'll beat them probably 3-1. Um, hopefully McGoldrick back in the goals, maybe a Collins penalty. And then maybe if we're uh, really enjoying ourselves that day, a Craig Forsyth bullet header at the far post. <laughs> which would be nice for him to get his first goal of the season. Callum, are you there? Are you back? I think I'm back. <laughs> He's back. Okay, Callum, quick score prediction for both games. 2-0 uh, Lincoln uh, to, to Derby, though, but uh, I don't know. Uh, um, I'm going, I don't know, one all draw um, against Charlton. <laughs> it's a nice one, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure everyone listening has very much enjoyed the uh, the great technical issues we've had for this entire episode. Um, and yeah, if you guys have got score predictions, let us know. Um, you can find us at, at twitter.com slash ramstalkpod or at ramstalkpod if, if you have the app. Um, so right, lads, it, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, it's been the 50th episode, so it, it, you know it wouldn't be right if everything didn't go wrong at some point during the episode. Um, but thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened over the past 50 or so weeks. We started this at a horrible time, as you know, we were just about to get relegated. In fact, we just got relegated, I think, um, and you know we were facing liquidation and. Now here we are right near the top of League One and despite a defeat, looking really, really good. Um, if you did enjoy, as I said, you can find us on Twitter at Pod. If you want to see our lovely faces, uh, youtube.com slash at Ramsalkpod. So, yeah, there's a bit of a theme going on. Uh, if you watch the video and want to listen in, I don't know why you do that. But if you do want to do that and, and really want to listen to us again, um, you can hear it at Ramsalk Podcast at any good streaming service. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for uh, for listening. The lads are about to do something weird, I think. Um, so yeah, cheers guys for coming on. Appreciate it, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.